Thank you so much for tuning in today and ladies on leadership for tremendous leadership. We're going to be talking about perceptions of female versus male in the workplace. And we use the B word. (laughs) (laughs) You're listening to Tremendous Leadership with Dr. Tracy Jones. Hello again. Welcome back. We're so glad you joined us. Thank you. Double the welcome (laughs) to Ladies on Leadership. Leadership. Okay, so here's our next one. Here's our we're seriously. This is a serious topic today. Okay, we got. Oh, first of all, I'm sorry. Leah and I are dressed in our Western gear, and I introduced this generation to shoulder pads. I love right? them. <laughs> what was that in the office? Why are you, why are you? Women, oh, oh Dwight well, says he hates that women lie about their shoulders. Why shoulder are you lying size. about your shoulders? Listen, we need to bring them back. I hope, I don't I, have any in. Look, I look so. And look how fabulous I look. She does. Okay, so anyways, <laughs> we're dressed Western because we just came from the dude ranch because we like dudes, okay? And that's not um, that's not a social comment. We're married. We're married. We like dudes. We like dudes. <laughs> and um, one of the things is I want to talk to you. I have worked in all male environments my entire life. I went to military schools. I was the only little girl in the neighborhood, the only little girl in my church. I know men. I love working with men. And today, one of Leah's friends sent something in. I'm going to let her talk about the topic because we just came from the dude ranch ranch and we're going to share with you about working with dudes. Yes. So a problem that if you're a female, I'm sure you've come in contact with at some point or another, regardless of industry, is somebody has defined you as having a bitch persona if you're in a leadership position. So this confusion with you being um, firm or direct about things with that B word that... um, People have gone through in society and said, oh, we need to reclaim that as a positive thing. No, no, like we just need to understand that women can be firm as leaders, just like men. It's going to come off differently because Mm -hmm. women are different. Mm -hmm. And what does that really look like and what does that mean? Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. that's kind of what we're going to get into today is what um, what that persona can really look like and how we how we balance it with the differences in gender and it's just it's just a reality that we're going to yeah, face right and uh those of you may remember a book came out decades ago called men are from mars women are from venus and um it, you know i always grew up oh no because i was like um i went to military schools and they were finally letting women in and integrating and i'm like nope i can be just like a man i can be just like a man and my dad used to say to me tracy why would you want to be just like a man you're so much better than that <laughs> and he was a real he was tough but man, he was a supporter of women, but he also understood the role of men. And that's a beautiful thing. So there are differences between men and women. Um, if you want to get a PhD and all the differences, we're not going to go into that now, but there are, and there's nothing wrong with that. No. Um, you know, it, it is good that we are coded and genetically kind of engineered differently. And that doesn't have to be a bad thing. But one of the things I wish I would have learned when I was in my younger years, I don't have to be a man. And the more I understood the feminine nature of my leadership qualities, 
qualities, the more men respected that and loved that. Because just like a guy trying to be us, we shouldn't try to be them. If a dude tried to be us, we'd be like, uh, no, 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 <laughs> no, that doesn't, uh, you know, in a leadership characteristic, you're trying to be something that you intrinsically are not. So that's the first thing are, there are differences and it's okay. And, um, it's not about being right or wrong. It's just being aware. And self-awareness is the number one trait that you as a leader need to have. And I think about Dr. Carolyn Leaf. Mm -hmm. She's a brilliant woman and she has lots of studies. And um, if you're looking to read up more into what the differences are and how men and female, men and women's brains really um, mesh Mm -hmm. to cover different things that one may not consider to make a nice cohesive thought process and decision-making process where you're you're not going to have as many gaps as if you just have one mind or the other. So she's a great resource if you're looking for someone to look up on more of the differences and how those kind of meld together to mm-hmm. be something beautiful. And Lee and I are both, uh, you've probably gathered this, we'll disclose our bias. We're both Christians. Yeah. So our worldview is that men and women were put together to be stronger together. Yeah. And we're firm believers in that. So that, and even well, I've been, I was single for 30 years before I just, I just got hitched. And I always loved men and I loved working with men. And it's like when you have two metals and you bring them together and form an alloy, that's infinitely stronger. So together we can yeah. be, we can be much stronger. So the next point we want to talk about is if, um, a male in your uh, workplace talks over you or does something to offend you, please, please, please give them the opportunity to write it. Case in point, my father, a uh, big supporter of me, one time, for those of you that may not have ever heard of this, there was a big scandal for people in the military called Tailhook, where um, a big party went on and some women were, uh, it was uh, female officers were groped and stuff like that. Uh, a lot of drinking, you know, just a bad thing happened. And uh, my father made a comment about, well, you know, that's what happened or, you know, what did somebody expect would happen? And I looked at him, I said, dad, I'm a female military in the officer uh, corps and I am involved in these situations a lot. And he just looked at me and he realized, and he was like, I'm so sorry. He goes, I didn't mean that the way it came off. And, um, you know, when somebody does something like that, you can lash into them. You can go to the press, you can get them fired or sued. Or you can get the opportunity because we all have our own biases, assumptions, and blind spot. I made some incredibly sexist remarks too. Me too. Okay? <laughs> and yeah, and it's like, okay, then somebody will come to me um, with truth and love and say, hey, whoa, whoa Trace. So get, if somebody offends you, give them an opportunity to write it. And then that'll tell you, they'll either look at you and go, yeah, what am I going to do about it? Then you know what you need to do about it. But otherwise, um, you know, so many of these guys, it's, it's still kind of new. And, you know, we're all living to be like 90 and more. And so a lot of people have more antiquated um, ideas of how things used to work. Give them grace. And there's such a difference in when you give someone that opportunity to make it right, if they're going to actually try and feel bad about what they did, or if they willingly made that choice and they knew exactly what they were doing and they're not repentant at all. Right. Those are two very different things and then it'll help you make a better decision. Instead of if you jumped straight for the gun and then you find out, oh man, this guy had never done anything like it that before. It was just a mistake. A People mistake. do make mistakes and say stupid things. Yeah. You know, it ha- we've all done it kind of thing. Right. All right. So next thing is, um, people will think whatever they want. Okay. Uh, my thing is, just because you may not like me, I don't care. As long as you're not stopping me from doing my job, right. you don't have to like me as a woman. Okay. Um, so that's where people are like, Oh, you know, that, 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 no, you are entitled to be a butthead. 
it's a free country. Yeah. But, and people are going to think whatever they want to think of you. And you know what? We always sit there and say, oh, oh, you know, I got it because I'm a woman. If you read any leadership literature, mm. you know that men go through really intense challenges too. And you're like, well, it wasn't because they were a man. To which I have to say, how do you know that? How do you know that the, the, the nonsense you're dealing with at work isn't something that you're bringing on by something you're doing to offend people, yeah. okay? So you just got to really own it and realize it's not just you being singled out for this. Leadership is tough. And I can remember guys watching, making really tough decisions and leaving the room and people sitting there and rolling their eyes and talking trash about them. And they were men. So it happens. Yeah. Yeah. And it's... I just think the big thing is if um, if the person you're interacting with, if they're doing this to everybody, okay, then maybe they're just a jerk overall. Yeah, there are idiots at work. And <laughs> you have to take the full spectrum into consideration because a lot of the time I'll hear people get kind of spun up about these things and it's like, well, you know, that guy's kind of like that with everybody. Right. Like, he's just not a nice person. And so you can spin it with whatever. Right. And the best thing you can do for women, uh, uh, women out there is, you know, people say uh, a bitchy, it's the other B word, it's boundaries. So many times I have gone to men and say, hey, mm. you did this. Yeah. I know you weren't aware of it. And I know you didn't mean this because I know you, you think I'm a good person. And they're right. like, oh my gosh, you're right. Um, and like I said, you're going to be able to read them and you're going to, you know, they're, they're going to take that as, as a, ja a jab if, the, if they are jackasses. Mm -hmm. And so um, uh, the other thing is, is just um, uh, set boundaries. And I tell them, and I don't want this to happen again. And then women, you need to stay by it. Okay. Because you need to let them know this is the threshold now. Don't call me out in a meeting like that. Don't do that. And healthy boundaries. Yeah. And one of my very first experiences with something like that was with a manager when I was waiting Waitressing, and he had said some very dismissive things to me. And up to that point, I had always felt like he held respect for me because I worked really hard. But when he said that, I was just so caught off guard. And I mm -hmm. pulled him aside into his office and I said, look, uh, do you realize that when you said that to me, it came off this degrading way? And I thought we had a better uh, reputation with each other where you trusted me and I trusted you and we could work together on this stuff. But if that's the way I'm going to be treated, I can't work in an environment like that. And he was mortified. Mm -hmm. He had not even realized mm -hmm. he was having an off day and mm -hmm. had just said something offhand. And so I didn't count that against him. Right. And he didn't act like that again. He was yeah. more conscientious with me from yeah, that Yeah, we all got to learn. We all have to say, like when we're little kids and we say something that makes somebody cry, then we learn, uh-oh, I, I don't need to do that. Again. Right. Yeah. But if nobody ever tells you anything and right. it goes back to boundaries, it's the same as with your relationships. If you hate that your husband does something every single day and you've never told him that you don't like it and you've never told him why you don't like it, mm -hmm. why it bothers you or something about it triggers you, mm -hmm. then you can't hold him accountable for that. Right. He very likely has no idea that he's even doing something that bothers you. Right. And so it carries right back into work where it's the same thing. You have to let people know when they do something that bothers you or you can't hold them responsible to fix something they don't even know is a problem. Mm -hmm. And what Leah said, boundaries equals respect. Yeah. And I'm going to talk about, we're talking about workplace, but even in a relationship too. Yeah, if your absolutely. partner disrespects you, you need to draw the line and hold them to it. Okay. Right. So this is, this is tough, ladies. <laughs> okay. Uh, because the men are going to, you know, stonewall or be quiet or withdraw or whatever. And you let them know, mm -mm, 
I will not be disrespected. And then you have to stand by it. And whether it's, I'm going to sleep in another room for a night, or I'm going to do whatever, or we're not going to, you know, but you need to hold that because boundaries are healthy respect. And then yeah. people understand, hey, hey, this is where it's going to go. There's a great book called Love and Respect. And uh, if you if you haven't read it, I would highly recommend it. But what they say is, it's based on a comment Paul made, um, men need love, or, I'm sorry, men need respect and women need love. And right. the more love you give your man, the more respect he'll give you back. Now, I agree with that, but I have a point of contention too. I need respect too. And if you're in the workplace, you need respect. Okay, Absolutely. You do not You've... let people, I don't want you to love me at work. Yeah. Ew. Ugh. That's weird. Okay. <laughs> I'm not Michael Scott. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, but um, yeah, I, I would like you to like me and, and, and think it's joyful to come to work. But I want you to think I'm firm and fair. And I want you to understand my boundaries. And I want yes. you to know if you cross them, there's going to be consequences. And that's respect. And women need to realize they need that in their personal and all areas of life, too. And they talk about that when they do their studies on why men will get promotions above women and things like that. It's They're just... They understand how to speak the language. They're right. going to put themselves out there for right. that stuff. Their body language shows differently that they feel confidence and ownership over things that women may be more common to kind of sit back and yeah. mediate. And so they're not taking the firm approach that men do. And so there's all kinds of great resources you can read into about that if you're struggling with like, I feel like I should have gotten this promotion. Well, did you put yourself out for right. it? Like, right. You have to hold that into um, into account too. So we were talking about ownership in your relationships and kind of taking control of that. But on the flip side of that, owning it, if you're doing something that is kind of trashy, own it. Mm -hmm. Know that these things, we talked in, about social media in our last LOL podcast. And hmm. man, you have to know that if you're doing stuff or saying stuff outside of work and there are coworkers around, sometimes even if there aren't coworkers around, that can cycle back oh, and well. it's going right. to come back to bite you if it's something trashy. You just have to own it and you should have a higher moral code than that if you're well, aiming you're gonna to rise to. up. Right. Anyways. As a woman, and, and you know, I've always been the minority. I love it. I don't want to look like everybody else at the room. No. And because people look at me and go, she's going to have a different view. I don't want to look like everybody else in the ranch. Yeah. I want to. I want to look a little different. Skull. Okay. <laughs> and one of the things, uh, I had an incident uh, very early on in my career as a military officer, and I had I had done the right thing. I had made a tough call on a disciplinary issue, and some uh, somebody gave an anonymous complaint trying to smear me, and uh, I had uh, an investigating officer say to me, okay, you got to make sure that you have kept your behavior above reproach, that there weren't any this or that, staying too long at the bar, uh, you know, making out with a superior. I mean, all these stuff. And, you know, that, that we think, oh, it's my personal life. And I'm like, no, nope, I'm no clean. There's no such thing. You, there is no such thing. So yeah. you got to stay above reproach because even if there is nothing there and there was nothing there, people will make stuff up about you. And as a woman, yeah. we just need to keep it completely, completely above the board. And, mm. um, and you're like, oh, well, that's not, that's, uh, why, that's not fair. Who wants to have past nonsense come back and haunt him? Thank God when I grew up, social media and stuff and camera phones were not around. Yeah. I, just would have been bad. So you guys really just keep it above reproach and keep it classy and not trashy. Understand what you wear when you come in. You can sit there and say, I can wear whatever you want. Mm -hmm, you can. And people are entitled <laughs> to think whatever they want too. So own it. I yeah. mean, again, get Absolutely. back, read Proverbs, yeah. think. It's not just you. You're not the only one at work. You have to own what you're putting out there, not just with your attitude, but your vibe, how you look, um, how you're put together. I mean, my father always taught me, you know, you dress to, you dress to the nines. You dress like you care 
care about yourself right. because that shows people that you care about yourself. And that's just really, really important. Right. And know your audience. When I speak to the Mennonites, I, I dress in stuff that respects them and what they would look for. When I speak to funky women's groups, I let, let the funk fly, <laughs> let the free flag fly. I get all wild and crazy and yeah. stuff like that. So it's just knowing your audience. I don't want to offend anybody and you want to fit in with the culture. Okay. So you don't want to offend anybody, mm-hmm. but at the same time you have to acknowledge. So you're, you're relating to the environment, you know, you're going to come into contact yes. with. Now there's times where you don't know people are going to be offended, but did you really do anything wrong or are they just getting offended? Oh get gosh, offended? we catch it all the time. Like yeah. I'm sure we hope you like this podcast, but I'm sure some people be like, well, that's just right. Out. And that, and that's okay. I mean, you know, we do the best that we can do and uh, we're open for, you know, constructive feedback, but you know, it's just, it's just one of those things that, that I'm aware. I also think for you younger ladies, the older you get, when you hit middle age, you don't have to worry about all this other nonsense when you're younger. Mm. When you're younger in the workforce, <clears throat> you're looked at, you don't know anything. Um, you're, um, I don't know how to say this. You've really got to earn it. Like you feel like every single thing you do could make or break your entire career. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. kind of terrifying to be on the earlier phase of things right. because right. you feel, it's the same thing as when, when you're first going into college and you feel like, Whatever I choose for my major today before I even start my first class is going to determine my entire future. Mm -hmm. And you learn over time to relax a little bit that people transition careers even late in their lives. And that's just how things work. That's okay. Mm -hmm. And especially now, there's reports about how um, I've been working on an HR class through my MBA program. And they talk about how it used to be the complete norm that when you're going into a job, you're expecting to get a pension and you're expecting to have this... 401k my generation that's gone like you have to and it's expected that you're going to change not necessarily careers but your jobs continuously because it's the fastest way to move up even if my one good friend is talking yesterday about making a completely lateral move within her company Mm -hmm. because it's going to set her up for the next Mm -hmm. best thing for her and so job changes that i mean my dad has been working at the same place for my entire life Mm mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Not me. Like, that's just not how right. it's going to work. Right. My dad would always say that to me. I've had like five different careers. And my dad's like, well, you're quitting? And I'm like, no, dad, I just I do different <laughs> things. That's just that's and, just how I did that. And maybe you want to move up. And maybe yeah. you want to try something new. I just and get, yeah. I it's just, just like different, trying different things. That's yeah. okay. Yeah. So what, what, the last one, and Leah kind of hit, hit on it, um, with, with owning what you bring in there. Um, when you sit in a meeting, just be very self-aware mm-hmm. of how you're coming across. Well, the next thing we want to talk about is industry differences. Uh, differences. So I've always been in uber alpha male industries. I love it. Okay. Because there's no crying at the table. I'm sorry. I just, but that's how I'm coded. I'm right. task. I'm analytical. I have an engineering background and, um, you know, I don't want to hear a lot of stories and stuff like that. So I like working with men cause that's what men like to do. Yeah. Okay? Cut and if, dry, get the job done. Just get the job done. There's right. no, there's no hurt feelings. And, but if you're in an industry where people are more on the relational end or it is more females or whatever, when you're managing and you're inevitably going to have people on your team that may are relationally coded, relationally coded. Right. Yeah. So you got to understand that and, and, and just understand. So when I go talk in groups like that, I realize I have to bring the softer side of Tracy out. So understand. <laughs> and you are good at that. You start to tailor that stuff and Thank I love you. it. <laughs> so, so, But you need to be aware of that. Um, you can't just walk in like a bull in a china shop in everything. And yeah. you can't go in and all be all sensitive and thin skinned if you're going in to talk to a meeting where it's all 
you know, survival the fittest. Yeah. So women need to adapt to whatever the industry is, whatever goodness, the audience is. That's what we're good at. That's what we're multitaskers yeah. and we're okay with bouncing back and forth from one extreme to another. Mm -hmm. Like we'll be working and talking with clients and things. And then the next thing you've got to flip over and I've got to take care of my two-year-old and change your diaper or something. <laughs> like you just have to change and adapt and it doesn't change who you are as a person. You're doing a full spectrum of different activities on a day-to-day -day basis. And that's mm -hmm. the beauty of humanity, that mm -hmm. we are capable of doing that. Mm -hmm. And to learn how to better flip those switches so that you know what's what's right for the different environments, that's good. It is. And men, like what Leo said, men are linear thinkers. Point A, point B, point C, point... That's why they can stay so focused and get stuff done. Yeah. We're radial thinkers. We've got 5,000 things going on. So we tend to get pulled off. Leah, we do this all the time. There's so many things I need to get done. But, oh, look, this person emailed me or, oh, this person needs a... And men have this beautiful way of staying focused. So that's what I have really learned from men. And then they need, like us, to be able to be more self-aware and juggle things. Right. So another thing to worry about. Okay. Um... Next thing we want to talk about is affirmative action, okay? And you guys know a lot of what that is. That's where you get something because you're considered a minority and somebody needs to give you the step up. And, you know, um, I have very much been of the mindset, you earn it, okay? Now, I am not averse to somebody getting their foot in the door, but it is 2020, okay? Yeah. And like It's we, different now than when, oh. they, they, when they set that in action, they needed it, and there still are... There still are industries where they need it. Okay. I've so heard recently, my uncle's a contractor for the government, and he knows of a woman that got her job because she's a woman. Right. She was equally qualified, but they chose her over the male because right. she was a woman. Right. And she's dealing with backlash, even though that's not okay. And if that was reported, there would be repercussions. Right. But, but think about it. Think understandably so to some extent. I right. would be upset if I was... If somebody else got a job over me just because of a physical... So there's a point where that takes the flip, where it's like, okay, but now you're actually giving someone favoritism because of something that, depending on the industry, may or may not put them at a real disadvantage anymore. Right. Well, I can remember working in government contracting, and they would give uh, favorable status to companies making, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars. And I'm like, why do they need favorable status? But I digress. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. We'll take oh, a quick work -life break. <laughs> Work-life balance. But yeah, we've got one more really key thing to talk oh. about. And so we'll be back in just a minute. All right, we're back. Uh, one last point on affirmative action. You know, a lot of people will say, um, well, Tracy, why don't you publish more books by women? Or why don't this or that by more women? And I'm like, when I get more women manuscripts, I will. So women, <laughs> you got to own. Have you stepped up to the plate? I mean, I step up to every plate. That's why I'm in men's worlds, because I step up to the plate and compete with men. If you're not competing with men, don't complain that you're not in their space, because it's not right. We got to get stuff done. And it's not right just to say to somebody, I'm going to put you on just because of something that you were born with that we can't control what we're born with. Man, so that's all I got to say about there was that. A, yeah. And there was a huge case out in one of the big tech, the evolving industries right now. And I won't go into which company it was, but there was a woman that was on one of their innovation teams and she was not getting the treatment she felt like she should. So what did she do? She stayed there for years. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, but if you really don't think you're being treated the way you should in a company right. and their values and their HR, it's not supporting you, 
go somewhere else. Right. And we're, right. we're in a free country. Well, and Leah said, you know, the hardest thing, though, is for us to be honest with ourselves about how we're perceived at work. Yeah. Remember, it's not if I think I hung the moon, it's if this my boss thinks I've hung the moon. And a lot of people will sit there and go, but I did this, that, and the other thing. Okay, that's your perspective. <laughs> what does the boss really think you do? And some people are completely 180 off. The other thing is, as Leah said, there will always be jackasses in every organization. When people say, oh, you're in the military, wasn't it this? Or, oh, you lived there, wasn't it this? Okay. No political group, no religion, no country, no people, no gender is inherently good or bad. It's all up to the individual in there. And for every idiot that I've come across, man, I've had a thousand that edified and built me up. And you know what? I've had my share of idiot women that have really tried to take me out and totally broke the chick code. All right. So let's just go there and talk about that. (laughs) Women aren't always nice to women either. So let's just Put the gender thing across. Leah, do you want to tell them what our acronym mm-hmm. stands for? Mm-hmm. So I know we use some harsh language today, but when we say jackass, what we really mean is just another cocky know-it-all, arrogant, selfish, simpleton. That's what a jackass is. And notice how it's not gender, religious, it's or not he, political it's party. Not she, <laughs> it's, it's not a not, Democrat. You could be anything, yeah. and you could be one of these. Right. So. Look at kids that are grown up with the same parents, and some are this way and some are that way. Everybody has to own their own personality and develop it. Plus, I never heard my father say a bad word in his whole life. The one word he did use was jackass. So I'm sorry <laughs> if that offends, but since my father used it, I feel like that is the one word that I can use. All right? <laughs> So all of these things considered, basically, and it comes back to at Tremendous Leadership, we really believe in your own personal development, that if you're taking ownership of it, Charlie, your father, he would say, you'll be the same person five years from now that you are today, aside from two things, the people you meet and the books that you read. And so if you're not meeting people that are uplifting you and encouraging you and edifying you and encouraging you to be a better person and holding on to those good people. And if you're not reading, whether it's books or articles, anything, if Mm -hmm. you're reading just social media, if you're only reading stuff that's tearing you down, that's saying, well, let's, it's divisive. It's pulling you apart from humanity and saying, well, this person's an idiot, that person's an idiot. No, okay, let's bring it together. Let's focus on how you can build yourself up to be a better person. Right. Because with what we talked about today, whether you're a female or male, you're always going to come up against stuff and work where people are going to say stuff that's not true. People are going to have their perceptions of you. It may match reality. It may not. And so it's your responsibility to keep records of if things are happening that are questionable, leave an organization if things aren't really mm-hmm. building you up to progress as a person. Yeah. But Because y- there will be somebody waiting for you to value you. If find you're worth leader. it. Yeah. <laughs> if yeah. you're worth it, yeah. you're going to be able to find something for your next steps. Right. So it's, it's really on you. Mm-hmm. Take ownership of that. And it doesn't mean that there's things that won't happen that aren't right. They will always happen. It's life. But move on and go somewhere else, get some therapy, get a good counseling session or two in to really face it for what it is, have a third party to mediate and figure out what the real issue is. And sometimes that means you didn't do anything wrong. Sometimes it means there were things you contributed that you shouldn't have done. And so we, we have to take that opportunity to give both parties the benefit of the doubt and become a better individual because that's how we're going to 
That's how we're going to become better leaders. Right. It's about you. So own it. Like Leah was saying, move on if this is the time to move on. Um, because you know what? You can't fix the heart of somebody. All you can do is respect yourself, continue to work on yourself, and then surround yourself in an environment with people that bring out the best in you and not the bitch in you. Right? Yeah, absolutely. The best, not the bitch. <laughs> yeah. So I'm Leah Hess. This is Tracy Jones. And we're with Tremendous Leadership. This is our LOL podcast, Ladies on Leadership. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Tremendous Leadership with Dr. Tracy Jones. Find out more about Dr. Jones at www.tremendousleadership.com. If you've been ignited by something you heard in this episode, let us know by leaving a review for Tremendous Leadership wherever you listen to podcasts or by sending us a message through www.tremendousleadership.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.